the Bible Study Podcast, episode 769. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Nahum with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Nahum chapter 3. Again, Nahum, one of the minor prophets, and he's prophesying against Nineveh and the capital of Assyria. And this chapter is Woe to Nineveh. Woe to the city of blood, full of lies, full of plunder, never without victims. The crack of whips, the clatter of wheels, galloping horses, and jolting chariots. Charging cavalry, flashing swords, and glittering spears. Many casualties, piles of dead, bodies without number. People stumbling over the corpses, all because of the wanton lust of a prostitute, alluring the mistress of sorceries, who enslaved nations by her prostitution and peoples by her witchcraft. I am against you, declares the Lord God Almighty. I will lift your skirts over your face. I will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. I will pelt you with filth. I will treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. All who see you will flee from you and say, Nineveh is in ruins. Who will mourn for her? Where can I find anyone to comfort you? Are you better than Thebes, situated on the Nile, with water around her? The river was her defense, the waters her wall. Cush and Egypt were her boundless strength. Put and Libya were among her allies, yet she was taken captive and went into exile. Her infants were dashed to pieces at every street corner. Lots were cast for her nobles, and all her great men were put in chains. You too will become drunk. You will go into hiding and seek refuge from the enemy. All your fortresses are like fig trees with their first ripe fruit. When they are shaken, the figs fall into the mouth of the eater. Look at your troops. They are all weaklings. The gates of your land are wide open to your enemies. Fire has consumed the bars of your gates. Draw water for the siege. Strengthen your defenses. Work the clay. Tread the mortar. Repair the brickwork. There, The fire will consume you. The sword will cut you down. They will devour you like a swarm of locusts. Multiply like grasshoppers. Multiply like locusts. You have increased the number of your merchants till they are more numerous than the stars in the sky, but like locusts they strip the land and then fly away. Your guards are like locusts, your officials like swarms of locusts that settle on the walls on a cold day, but when the sun appears they fly away, and no one knows where. King of Assyria, your shepherds slumber, your nobles lie down to rest, your people are scattered on the mountains. With no one to gather them, no one can heal you. Your wound is fatal. All who hear the news about you clap their hands at your fall. For who has not felt your endless cruelty? Yeah, not so good to be Nineveh, not so good to be Assyria, because bad things are going to happen and everyone's going to be glad, everyone outside of Nineveh and Assyria. And the reason for that is Nineveh and Assyria have not brought good things to other people. It says, the city of blood full of lies, full of plunder, never without victims. And so they have been preying on their neighbors. They have been lying to their neighbors or maybe to their own citizens. And this is going to be the recompense. And this interesting, this one section here, like verses two through three here, which look almost like a haiku. 
the crack of whips, the clatter of heels, galloping horses and jolting chariots, charging cavalry, flashing swords and glittering spears, many casualties, piles of dead, bodies without number. It's not even whole sentences. It's just this this rat-a-tat-tat of all of these martial things that are going to be happening, this cadence of battle, really what it sounded like. It's It's the fight itself, it sounds like. So everybody's coming, and then there's the battle here in verses 2 and 3 and that is not going well. Bodies without number, people stumbling over the corpses. But I liked just the poetry of it as it had that sort of rat-a-tat-tat, very short, very pithy, different things that gave you that image of battle. Wonderful poetry sometimes in this book. And then he basically... God is calling through the prophet Nahum, Assyria or Nineveh, a prostitute, uh, saying that they have sold their services, as it were, and that they were mistress of sorceries, enslaved nations and people with their witchcraft and their prostitution. So God is going to embarrass them. God is going to shame them. The lift your skirts over your face, I think we we know what that is that that would be embarrassing that would be shameful to show your nakedness and the kingdoms will see your shame and get to pelt you with filth it feels like something out of monty python here at this point but this is a common way to show your disdain for someone at that time not just are they going to lose but they're become going to become a spectacle they're going to lose and they're going to lose big and they're going to lose publicly and they're going to lose in front of everybody, and no one will mourn for them. Now, you have to be doing a bad job as being a country if you're going to go away and everyone is going to be glad. If all of your neighbors are better off for your removal, you haven't been such a good neighbor. And that's really how Nineveh is described here. Nineveh is in ruins who will mourn for her. Where can I find anyone to comfort you? And then it compares Nineveh to Egypt. And the reason probably why they are compared to Egypt is that Egypt has been sacked by the Assyrians themselves. And I had to look this up, but it happened in the year 663 BC. This is just before the Babylonian captivity, about 50 years before that will happen. And so it's when Assyria is the big dog in the block, when they are the the country to be reckoned with in the region, they sack Egypt. And so here it's saying, are you better than Thebes? Thebes, the capital of ancient Egypt. You were surrounded by water, river was their defense. And so they used to be the most important country in the region, and you took their place why do you think that no one will take yours? Why do you think that you are singularly going to last forever? This could be true of our countries these days, is countries do not tend to last forever. At least they don't tend to have glory days forever. Certainly we see the fall of Rome and we see the fall of Assyria and we see the fall of Egypt and all of these things that happen that countries come and go over time. And it's arrogance for us to think that that won't happen to us that we are invulnerable to that. And that's what the prophet is telling the people of Assyria is it's arrogant for you to think that you are going to be all that forever. And so just as Egypt's infants were dashed to pieces at every street corner and lots were cast for her nobles, you too will become drunk and go into hiding and seek refuge from the enemy. You too will have your day. You too will have your 
recompense. You too will get the payments for the way that you have treated others. Your troops are weaklings. That's just, that's just mean. The gates of your lands are wide open. Fire has consumed the bars of your gates. That is not what you want to hear. You don't want to hear when you're going to see how things are going. That If that's your defenses, your gates and your troops, you're in trouble if both of those things are true. And then it's basically saying get ready for the siege. Draw water for the siege to strengthen your fences. Work the clay, tread the mortar, repair the brickwork. So repair your walls, but it's not going to help you. Fire is going to consume you. The sword's going to cut you down. It's going to be like swarms of locusts. Lots and lots of locusts here. Your guards are like locusts. Your officials are like locusts. Everybody's like locusts. So, but basically, locusts come and they destroy and then they leave. And so you're going to be picked clean like locusts pick the field clean. And then king of Assyria, your shepherds slumber, your nobles lie rest, your people are scattered to the mountains with no one to gather them. Nothing can heal you. Your wound is fatal. So this is what's going to happen to you, and no one is going to feel sad. All who hear it will clap their hands at your fall. They say that if you step on everybody on the way up, that when you're on the way down, they will rejoice. And that is what's happening to Assyria. So you need to be careful. If you are the top man on the totem pole, whether it's at work or whether it's your country, you need to be careful how you treat other people because sometime you may be the one who is descending instead of ascending and then see how people think of you then. Oh, and I should say that finishes the book of Nahum. We we leave Assyria with these lovely parting gifts, these lovely words that you're going to be destroyed and no one cares. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment at this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.